Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty, ever so evident by this week's <laughs> subject matter. I am your host, as always, the really don't want winter to come, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my own personal ramblings and rants and, and stories. I make fun of some weird people from the news, and I tell you about a podcast that I think you should check out, even if it does happen to be completely seasonally inappropriate. I don't care. (laughs) Woo! How are you doing? I feel like I just have to keep going with it. I did it for so long, I just have to. Yep. How are you doing? How are you out there in podcast listener land? Man... I guess before I, because I always forget to do this and I want to get this, I want to remember, you know, I'm one of those creature of habit. So doing this show a certain way and saying things a certain way for so long to introduce something into the show and to remember to fucking do it is kind of a bitch because, if you know, pull back. The cur- I don't have anything in front of me other than a little blippy line. It's making little squiggles on a screen that shows that I'm talking. So all that aside, <laughs> Uh, I want to give a big shout out and say that this show is brought to you by, not a sponsor, this show is brought to you by all of my awesome Patreon supporters, Heather Welch from Sunshine and Power Cuts, and Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam, who recently became members of the Podfix Network, so congratulations guys, you are awesome. If you want to be awesome like them and get a shout out when I can remember to fucking do it, I'm going to get better at this, I promise. Uh, You can go to oddadoutpodcast.com slash Patreon, and there's a bunch of fun stuff there for you. Stickers, buttons, no, I don't have buttons, why did I say that? Stickers, magnets, uh, possible coffee mugs, t-shirts, lots of fun stuff, and you know, I'm... Give me an idea for what sort of extra bonus fun stuff you would like to see over there. Because I am all up for, you know, giving you more of what you want. Tell me what you want. I will give you more. Again, at oddadoutpodcast.com slash Patreon. And thank you again. You're awesome. All right. Got that out of the way. I just want to remember to do it because... Those people that support the show, I just like, I want to, I want to give you guys credit, especially, you know, just everybody, you know, when you are so supportive of this weird thing that I do, it's just really awesome. And I have to remember to give you guys credit because not only are you listening because you're just weird that way for some reason, but the fact that financially supporting me in this show and this weirdness that I do. So thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure I mentioned it's getting cold and it's not so much. I'm not going to be bitching about the weather. I think I've done enough shows where I've bitched about the weather, but especially winter time. I'm not a winter person, but you know, when you start getting into winter time, the thing that happens is you start having, you know, school functions and things, especially, you know, when you've got kids in school and they, I, I don't care where you are. If your kids are in school, they're going to have some sort of a winter function, big winter concert. We're all going to go up there and sing Christmas carols. Yay. Yay. Okay. I don't want to be a Grinch. I don't want to sound like a Grinch. Granted, I'm kind of Grinchy most weeks on the show, but I don't want to sound like a Grinch here, but I'm not a huge fan of winter concerts, even when I was in them. And that is someone who actually enjoys singing, and I generally enjoy a certain level of of Christmas music and all that, but I'm not a big fan of 
going to these things just because I mean it's not that I'm I don't like seeing my kids up there and performing and if they're enjoying it that's what matters is that they're up there and they're enjoying themselves and because I you know I enjoy singing I enjoy you know I enjoyed singing those songs before fine no big deal you know the the part about it that I didn't enjoy when I was part of all of that was the fact that I get stage fright and I'm not great in in performing functions that's why I live behind a microphone but the thing about it for me as like the the parent of this is like okay my kids are up there they are enjoying us that's what's important for them personally I don't get anything out of it and my wife enjoys going to these things and she enjoys and I think it's just as much getting to see the boys up there you know, doing their thing and enjoying themselves. The thing about it is, well, there's two things. One, I never get to see these shows, really. Because again, we have four boys. Two of them are school age right now. So they're not up there. Like, I've, I've st- we still got the two little boys, you know, three and five are in the audience with us. And they, they actually changed that. So I said three of them it's me this year, but that's a whole other thing. We'll get there. But, you know, somebody has to wrangle kids. That's kind of it. And so my wife tends to be the one paying attention to the boys because they both are very, my boys crave attention and they crave, um, what's the word, validation for their actions. So when they're up there singing, they want to see us smiling and clapping and going nuts and doing all the things. They want to see us to the point where last year during this whole the, the Christmas concert at their school, Damien kind of had a meltdown. Granted, he was in kindergarten, so come on. But he kind of had a little meltdown because when he was up there singing from where he was on the stage, he couldn't see where we were in the audience. And because he couldn't find us and couldn't see us, he kind of had a freak out moment. All better this year. He was fine. But he would also see us. We They gave us this year, they gave us the little like floor chart to where each of the classes were going to be so we could pick our seats accordingly so that we could make sure that we were in view. But I'll let us aside. But yeah, I mean, she gets, she's kind of there paying attention and watching the boys sing and, and, and all that. Well, I'm basically trying to wrangle the, the little boys and more or less just because someone's got to do it because at this point, Sam is too big to wheel in in a stroller, especially because we were seated in, in seated, seated in the middle section. So there really wasn't anywhere to put a stroller and he's big enough now to where if I don't use the great big monster tank stroller, which, you know, takes up an entire aisle, then he can get out. If I just have like our small little pop-up like umbrella style stroller, you know, that it just folds up real quick and all that. If I use that thing, he's tall enough to actually just get up and walk off with that thing strapped to his ass. So that doesn't do any good. And he'll just, I, I, it's useless. So he had to be out. He had to be sitting, trying me, trying to get him to sit. He had to be up and in a seat, which means he's three. He's up and down and up and down and walking back and forth and jumping in musical chairs between the boys. And it just, you know, somebody had to wrangle them basically. So I basically spent the whole of concert time wrangling and very little time getting to watch what was going on. And so that kind of sucks. I don't really get to, when we go to these things, I don't really get to enjoy them. And so when it's time for these things, I'm really like, eh, I'm not super thrilled about going just because I don't get to really enjoy it. It's all background noise to me while I'm wrangling monsters. The other thing was because this year, well, the last couple years, the school that my boys go to is a charter school and it is a charter school that has recently been expanding the school that they current that they're in. It used to be basically the school they had from kindergarten and they had a high school all the way up. Well, they built a new high school 
and they moved basically the high what is their current campus used to be a high used to be the high school they built a new high school and then they it was like a middle school and high school so they expanded and changed it up so that now they've got they're like expanding the the elementary classes the k through five so now they're like okay well every year they're adding more classes like oh we only had three kindergarten classes and three first grade and like three of each class well now it's five and they're adding more and more and more and more even up through the middle school because they go all the way up to eighth grade well last year the kindergarten graduation last year had over a thousand people there because they'd expanded so much. And last year they did the entire K through five Christmas concert thing in one big group, everybody kindergarten through fifth grade. And you had to sit through that whole bitch. Uh, don't want to do that again, but somebody recommended this year. Hey, let's split it up because there's so many kids. There's five kindergarten classes, five first grade classes. Um, I think it's still three class. Yeah, it's like still three classes for third, fourth, fifth grade or second through fifth grade. There's still, um, just three classes. Fine. But their recommendation was, Hey, let's break up the Christmas concert. Instead of just having a middle school and an elementary school, let's do one just for the middle school. Cause it's still relatively, it's a smaller class, but then do, uh, kinder first two, three, and then four, five. And that, you know, works out great as far as arrangement and there's not too many people because, you know, you're, you're cutting up the crowds a bit. The problem is we have one son in first grade and we have another one in fourth grade, which guess what? We're on separate nights. So we had to, well, I had to take two nights where I basically lost a half a day, a half a night of work. And I actually was, I was fortunate enough that my boss was able to work out and was like, Hey, how about you just come in at this time and just take, take care of this one job each night, but I'd be working alone, which kind of sucks, but kind of not. Cause then, I mean, I'm working alone so I can just work and do my thing. But anyway, but it meant two nights of us having to go to these concerts, not just one day, big thing, get it over with. And one big night of miserable with two nights of miserable because it's not the concert part. It's the crowds part because people suck. Because if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that we're not big on crowds. We're not big on big gatherings of people. And so, you know, you get us hermits, sitting there in this crowd completely surrounded and, and like sardine canned in by other people. And I just want to, ah, you just, yeah, you're not. And then I'm still wrangling monsters. The worst of it though was for the kinder first concert, because again, this is the biggest group because now they have more. I think there's about 10 classrooms between those two grades versus six for uh, the other concert. And so for the kindergarten first grade class uh, concert, they said there were about 950 people in the crowd. So there are almost a thousand people in the audience for this show. Oh yeah. And 250 students. Yeah. 250 students give So we have about 1200 people crammed into this tiny little elementary school gymnasium. Imagine what the parking lot looks like. My wife, because you know, again, pulling back the curtain, I had to take all the boys there, get seated, all this stuff while she was coming home from work. She got out of work early so she could make it on time. But this basically meant we were driving separately. She was parked in one place. I was parked in another place. I was parked in the parking lot. Both times she had to park out on the street. The second night for the uh, Damien's concert, for the first grade concert, 1,200 people event, 
She was parked about a block and a half away. That's how big the crowd was. And, you know, we were all just packed in there and, uh, you know, elbow to elbow. I hate it. Crowds are bad enough, but when, you know, it is one of those things. It's a Christmas concert, people. You don't need to bring your entire family. And it's not like this is taking place like the last couple of days of school before you go on winter break. This happened at the the first week of December. It's not like, you know, grandma, you know, grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody, they don't have to come. Just take you and your, you know, whatever kids aren't up on the stage and and your your the parents and the and the siblings. That's all it needs to be in the crowd. And people don't need to be bringing balloons and and shit and like, no. It's not that big a deal. It's just the Christmas concert. They're going to do it again next year. Oh yeah, and they're probably going to sing the same songs. That's the other thing. They're all doing the same songs. So we got to listen to the exact same routine two nights in a row. Yeah. It just gets repetitive. And oh yeah, we've been listening to these songs being rehearsed for the last eh, six to eight weeks. And to add insult to injury, the fourth grade class They've been playing recorders. So, wonderful. So not only did we have to do all of this and get packed in there like sardines two nights in a row, on the first night, we got to listen to recorders, and I don't care who you are, the recorder is the single most annoying and obnoxious instrument ever created and whoever created the recorder and still insists on teaching it to children in elementary school must die. (laughs) If you, if you, I have to believe that every music teacher who's ever issued a recorder to a student doesn't actually have kids because when, or they're, they're actually tone deaf. That's it. That's it. That all of these music teachers, if they give you a recorder, they actually can't hear for shit because they can't understand possibly how annoying and obnoxious this sound is coming from a bedroom. I literally built my son a sound booth just so I wouldn't have to hear him. I realize I don't have a sound booth myself to do this. But I built a sound booth area to isolate my son so he could practice his recorder without driving the rest of the house batshit crazy. That's how obnoxious recorders are. Incidentally, I did use the, the, the ideas that I came up with for his uh, little booth there and, desi- and designed one for myself. But when I'm sitting down recording this, it's a much longer form. I can't stand there in that booth for the hour or more that this takes to do just to record versus him sitting there because it gets hot. That's just it. It's fucking hot. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's going to, you know, sidebar into the building myself a booth for recording for voiceover work. You know, got to have a isolated, treated space using what I did to isolate him from the rest of the house so that our eardrums wouldn't bleed from the sound of a recorder because even played well, a recorder will make your ears bleed. But I, I took that and I, I spun it into something I could use myself. So at least there was a lesson there. But, man, just, again, I'm not opposed to the whole thing. It's just that we're, we're not big on crowds and the having to go through the, the crowdiness of it and the standing in line and the getting packed in there and then trying to get out, you know, and then the, the parking lot hell, parking then leaving and everybody and you're trying not to, you know, mow everybody over, just trying to uh, get out of your parking space. And oh yeah, both nights, because there were two concerts a night. So it was, you know, first night they did fourth, fifth grade, and then they did the middle school concert after that. And then the second night they did the kindergarten, first grade, and then they did the second, third grade after that. Great. Except that while we were trying to leave both nights, the second wave of concert goers were coming in. So we're trying to leave and new people are trying to come in and park and it's just creating parking lot chaos. 
And, you know, it's worse than a mall at this time of year because you've got a parking lot, you know, that's maybe got a hundred spaces in it. And you suddenly got, oh, a thousand people that are trying to park there. (sighs) Yeah, not fun. That's why we don't go shopping anymore. (laughs) Parking lots are evil. Shopping in in stores is evil. That's why we just order it and pick it up. (laughs) But, all right. Enough of all of that. Long story short, (laughs) Christmas concerts would be great if it weren't for all of the other people. (laughs) All right. Oh, I am going to take a quick break, do some promos, and when I come back, I am going to keep the season alive with a no way I'm talking about anything Christmas anymore today. This week's recommended listening feature. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. Kim and Ket stay alive. Maybe? Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> Hello, it's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the Power Cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SunPowerPod. Until then, be empowered by nature. Recommended listening. Come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. It is episode, episode six, seventeen. <laughs> I think, guys, we went over this before we started recording, we and I still fucked did it up. Specifically, go over it. <laughs> so my parents got me wine glasses that are meant for camping, and I just use them in my everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> Corn rigs and barley rigs and corn rigs are bonnie. Um, You're welcome. Uh, Stared at each other in confusion for what seemed like an eternity. We wanted to give a shout out to some of our reviewers. We have Catboy who gave us, who has the best uh, screen name I think I've Catboy ever. Oh my gosh. Kim is Kim's making good on her promise to make up a song for all of the people that give us a review. So anyone who writes a new one, you're gonna get a full song. Oh, lucky you guys. Long shot. Long shot. Thank you. Yo, thank you, yo. This is what our podcast is now. We're no longer going to be doing horror movies. Um, we're making a quick little switch over to Kim singing people's names. Yep. So what movie did you watch in honor of your birthday, the so, day of your birth? As a birthday present to me, I watched Happy Death Day. Ooh. So let's play Dead or Alive. Yes. Susie Banyan. Alive. Okay. Professor Milius. Alive. Dr. Frank Mandel. You would recognize him. He does like a lot of creepy stuff, but his name is Dr. Frank Mandel in the movie. Dead? Okay. Sarah, the roommate. 
dead. Madame Blanc. Pat. Heretofore known as Crazy Woods Girl. Scary Ugly Guy. What does he do and what do you do? What does Princess Wilkins do? Yeah. I think he quickly throws Charlie into the grave and then hits the dog over the head and throws the dog in the grave too. And he stands over him and does that little like side head turn. <gasps> I knew it was Burp Zap. Burp Zap. <laughs> and the uh, old man neighbor is just like, who the hell are you? And Burp Zap pulls out a candy bar uh-huh. and he like slowly starts to open it. Uh-huh. What's inside? A finger. Wrong. Oh. A razor blade. Ooh! So until next week, don't let the burps maps crawl across the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) And also stay Stay alive. alive. Bye. Bye. Put a ghost in me. I'm done. Kim and Kat stay alive. Maybe. I love the maybe. Uh, just like the you don't know. So before I get too much into the show, I came across this show and it's actually very new. They are only at 17 episodes. Um, I think I've been listening since around episode eight or nine. I'd have to go back and look. But if I guess you could say fortunately for me, it was around the point where they decided, yes, we're going to stick with this. And they upgraded their equipment a bit. Not really necessary. But just a turning point in the show if you jump into the early stuff. So I originally came across this show because in one of the many podcasting Facebook groups that I'm in, somebody posted up something amounting to, hey, share a GIF of that will uh, explain your show. Like, um, like, yeah, explain your show just using one GIF or whatever. And they posted up a picture of the Twisted Twins. If you're familiar with them, uh, the Twisted Twins, they're uh, horror movie directors, comic writers. They're hilarious uh, sisters. I was like, not guys, girls, but in their show called Elevator, which I think I've talked about Elevator before. So they posted up a clip of a picture from Elevator, and immediately this got me intrigued because I loved that show. And I loved the dynamic of those girls and the dark, twisted humor of it. It was Fucking hilarious. I love that show. And so immediately it's like, oh my God, Elevator. Okay, you've got my attention. And the way they described the show. And it was like, it's a game. Their podcast is essentially a game. And seriously, you could make this a board game. I'm not kidding. They should sit there and go through and really put some work into this and lay out their their movie strategies. And like sell this shit. But basically one of them will watch a movie that the other hasn't seen. And then they will basically take the actions of that movie and basically do like a walkthrough of the movie. Basically almost just the full length of it. (laughs) You basically just, they talk through the movie through the, the, the series of events of the movie And every time a situation arises where the characters or whatever may need to make a decision or a what's in the thing, every time a situation arises in the course of the events of the movie that you, they will stop and it'll be, you know, Hey, he opens the, like uh, you heard in the clip, he takes out a chocolate bar. What's in the chocolate bar. you got to guess, you know, or, um, you hear a noise coming from over there. What do, you know, what would they do? What do you do? And so kind of with the ultimate goal being to survive the movie. And so it's really an interesting take. And again, and they, if you, again, heard the beginning, they started off with dead or alive. So they basically do a rundown of here's all the major, here's all the characters in the movie. And they have to decide, okay, who lives, who dies. You have to kind of just guess for the most part. And so it's who's dead, who's alive. Just run through the list of characters. And because they're 
you know, they're, they're jotting all this down and writing all these notes down and getting names and maybe you don't have a name or maybe you just totally fucked up their name or you don't remember it or you look like a tad, whatever, <laughs> or a, you set a name wrong and you know what? Fuck it. Just roll with it. Burp sap. It's a, I gotta go. I gotta sidebar burp sap. This was from the movie, uh, trick or treat. And if you know that it's the one with the little burlap sack kid. Kind of look like the kid from Little Big Planet, but yeah, with like the creepy burlap sack mask kid monster thing, and the, she could not say burlap sack at all, and it just turned into burp sap. And now, anytime they say burlap, it just turns into burp sap. It's hilarious. It's like one of those throwbacks. I'm just like, nope, keep it, fuck it. I love it. It's great. Anyway, but they so they go through the the they go through the movie. And they basically talk through the movie and what would, you know, what would they do? What would you do? What's in the box? <laughs> you know, whatever. And, you know, building up crewing points. How, how well did you do in this movie? And I love the, the just the, the very nature of the, the show and the game because it's just a fun game. And you're getting this walkthrough of these horror movies, some of which I've seen, some I haven't. But I like that they're coming at this, and I find it slightly interesting that there are horror movie fans, but they're not horror movie buffs. I love that because they love horror movies, obviously, but they aren't those, I've seen every single Halloween movie and they absolutely, like, if you've ever seen anybody who is a diehard fan of the original John Carpenter Halloween, 99% of the time they will absolutely shit all over the Rob Zombie version. Pisses me off to no end. I love Rob Zombie. I love that version of the movie. I don't like the John Carpenter version. I've said this before. They had not seen them. So when they covered it, they covered the Rob Zombie version. And then later on, they covered the new one that just came out, but they covered the Rob Zombie version and they fucking loved it. (laughs) That's what the the going into it blind, basically. I love that, that they're going into these movies blind. They haven't seen them before. So when they go through these stories and they're playing through the movie, they're, they're kind of getting enveloped into the story because the whole goal being you have to get out alive. So they're, you kind of have to pick your character and you're kind of, you're playing through the movie. And so their reaction (laughs) as whenever something happens or something goes wrong, or trying to justify a choice or whatever, pleading to get their points. Like, well, you know, this, you know, I, I kind of did the thing. <laughs> I totally said I was going to throw, a, throw a, a brick at him or whatever. You know, <laughs> it's like, what would he do? What would you do? I'd get the fuck out of there. That's what I'd, I'd run the other way. Like, oh, oh you're dead. <laughs> whatever. Because just the way the game plays out. But I just love the way... The, the dynamic, and, I, and I've said a million times before, anytime you've got two best friends doing a show together and the dynamic shows, the chemistry between them is so awesome. They're old best friends like from college. They're, they're actors. They live in California. They're actresses. Um, I believe one of them, according to her Twitter profile, she's also a hand model. But they're, they're just damn funny. That is it. And you know me by now. Funny wins out so many points for me. If you can get me, I, I will be on the floor. If I weren't working when I listened to my podcasts, I would be on the floor laughing my ass off when I listen to them. And so it's just, just tons of fun to be had. Now, I will say the one thing that bugged me when I very, very first started listening, and it doesn't really get to me anymore, more because they've kind of dialed it down a bit. When I very first started listening to the show, and this is something that I've seen with a couple other shows, and it's one of those that kind of has to grow on you, or you realize they've grown out of it, is again, they are from California. They're from Southern California, and they sound like it. They, they, especially at the beginning of the show when they're just kind of the chit chat and the, how are you's and the, you know, it was Kim's birthday and we're talking about going to, you know, to, to go to 
Harry Potter world and doing all the things and they get very Valley Girl sometimes, which when I first started listening, it bugged me a little bit. It was like, uh, is, I don't know if I can listen. It's a little bit annoying, but they also have dialed it down. They were super, super in the early, early, in the earlier stuff. They were, there was way more of that. Not so much now, but it, it was a little bit of a distraction early on. And I will, I will say there are some shows that I've been, that have been recommended to me where I'm like, yeah, your content might be good, but you are a couple of dingy fucking bitches and I can't get over your uber dinginess with them. They're not uber dingy. Sometimes again, they get, they get really Valley speak sometimes and it's really kind of funny and it's, and it, and it colors the the way they play through the game because that's basically the character that's in every single horror movie. I don't care if you're, if it's Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween or whoever, the characters in just about every horror, the female characters in just about every horror movie are that dingy Valley girl. That's the way they play through horror movies and in any, whatever, I don't care if your horror movie takes place in Maine, the female lead, you know, the, the final girl, she's probably some, even like the cheerleader slut that got killed. The final girl probably has some sort of element of, of, of Valley girl ding to her. Why? Because they're typically attractive and it's a, you know, relatable character. I don't know. And especially generally when we're talking about, they're probably going to die several times through the game because I have yet to see a perfect score. <laughs> I would I would shit myself if I, if one of them got through the, through a movie with a perfect score. I'm like you cheated, you've seen this, haven't you? Something like that. It's the only way, but it it, it adds a, an element of relatability, oddly enough, to them playing through the game because a situation comes up and it you know and it's a razor blade. Ah! <laughs> I love it. It's it's great. And so it's just, it's just a fun ass show. This is like, I was telling somebody yesterday when I was kind of talking about explaining the show, this is like a horror movie version of seen it. If you're familiar with that, that old like family board game where you'd have like the movie clips, you could turn this into like a, an alternate version of seen it where you've got a list, like the, the, the clues and all you're listening ladies make this so you pick the you pick the movie and then you're playing through the movie and you've got a list of like stop here like okay this is what ha- you know you see this happening and you've got like the little card it's like oh this just happened you know he's coming in you know you see the bad guy coming around the corner what does he do what do you do or whatever, you know, you're hiding in the closet. What are you going to do? Blah, 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 blah. And just play through the game. You could play along with this show. You really could. If you had your own little game board, you could play along with this show and see if you got out. <laughs> really? Because it, that's it. I mean, that's really the one of the best parts of this is that, yeah, you could play along. This needs to be a board game. This needs to be a thing that exists that you can buy kits for, you know, it's the Kim and Kat stay alive, the home game. You need this. This would be a great party game. Really? Somebody needs to make this happen. I'm not even going to take credit for this. They made the game. I'm just saying they need to monetize the game. (laughs) They need to make the game a physical thing. That other people can play because this is such a great idea. I love it. And it's not common for me to find, you know, I am, I'm a big fan of all of my, my female podcasters. I think I actually listen to more women than men. Uh, all, just about all of my best friends in podcasting are, are women. Generally speaking for me, most shows that are entertainment based like this one, like true crime or like entertainment based stuff where the hosts are two women annoy the ever living shit out of me. 
because they tend to be really dingy. And I realize I've already talked about them sounding dingy, but not being dingy. In those cases, they, they sound dingy and it comes across as like they are reading facts. Like you get the dingbat valley girl in a true crime podcast who's just ring, who's just reading a list of facts and reading a story off a page. Guess what? You sound dumb. I don't care the information you're explaining. You sound dumb. With them, they're playing through a game. And again, the characters, whether whatever, I mean, they're actresses. This could all be bullshit. This could all be a, you know, they're, they're playing these characters, however. But the in their case, it's giving authenticity because it lends itself to this, to the nature of the game, to the nature of the show. It, it makes the show better because shit, if I had to do this, if I sat there and, and played this show and played through this game, it wouldn't be as entertaining and it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have the authenticity. I, I love these movies. I love horror movies and I like listening to them because I haven't seen some of these. And so I'm getting like, Oh shit, I need to watch that now. Like I need to watch that trick or treat. I really need to watch happy death day, especially with the, with the second one coming out soon. But listen, even with like getting a basic, a full walkthrough of the movie, it's like, shit, I need to see this. This sounds great. I need to watch this. Because I've heard them talk about it and the excitement and the authenticity. And, you know, yeah, they might, they're probably jumping at a jump scare when they're just reading a synopsis. They get you. They pull you in. They, they do a great job of bringing you in and getting you invested into that movie. And whether or not you're going to make it out alive. Again, this needs to be a board game. Somebody make this a board game. I want this. I don't have the uh, motivation to make it myself, but this needs to be a board game. <laughs> Kim and Cat Stay Alive, the home game. Brought to you by Milton Bradley. I don't know. <laughs> Cards Against Humanity presents um, K.K. Sam Home Edition. Anyway, but you need to check it out because it's just a fun-ass show. It's just so fun. It, again, it's horror movie scene. It. You really... and. I think that's what they need to do. They need to print up the cards for their game. They like type it, print it, put it in the show notes so that you can download a game card to play along. That's what, that's what you need to do. Type up your, your, your game as they go. Cause again, I'm talking to, to Kim and Ket right now. You need to make up and type up your, your game card for, for the movies and like put that as a downloadable file in your in your show notes so that we at home can play along because again, that'd be such a great party game. <laughs> it's such a great idea. Uh, yours, your show, your game, go do great. But anyway, you, everybody else out there listening, you should check out if you, you don't even have to like horror movies. You just have to have fun because it's not about the movies. It's about the game. The game is the best part. It's so much fun. And it, it's really a matter of how well did you do? How bad did you do? How dead are you? In the case of Happy Death Day, how many times did you die? <laughs> but, all right. Check them out. Kim and Ket stay alive at Kim and Ket. K-E-T. Kim and Ket. Stay alive dot com. <laughs> Of course, you can get that link in the show notes and to all the other recommended listening features at odddadoutpodcast.com. Click the little recommended listening tab. There you go. You're welcome. And if you have a recommendation for me, or maybe one you just want to share yourself, you can drop me an email, show at odddadoutpodcast.com. Or hit me up on Facebook, Twitter. You can even leave me a little voice message on Instagram. Though you can do now. That's a whole other fun story that maybe I'll share for another day. But you could do that. Tell me what shows you are into. Something that you think I should check out for the show. If you want to record your own recommended listening feature. Tell me about a show. What is it you like? What don't you like? Just 
do let sell it whatever the hell you feel like doing you can do that again email it to me show at odddadoutpodcast.com i will use your recommendation if you send me your full review or whatever i'll use it because that's you you pitch that show that's you you right there send me your shows send me the stuff you want to listen to that you think other people should listen to I'm making a really funny face right now, but send it to me and I will play your clips on the show. All right. Now, before I wrap things up, you know what time it is. I can't not do it. I've got to make sure it's here for all of you out there who just love this part. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. Irish woman marries a ghost. (laughs) Uh, More accurately, woman who marries pirate ghost claims they've now separated. (laughs) So an Irish woman who claimed to have married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate has announced that they have split up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And she warns against you know, the dangers of, of getting, you know, into spiritualism and really <laughs> now it's, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I'm a, I say that I'm like a, a, a psychic medium and I've, I'm communicating with, with spirits. It's a completely different thing to say. I have fallen in love with a ghost and we got married. And I actually remember, I heard about this story of her marrying this ghost. I think I heard about it on Ice in the Face not too long ago. Right around Thanksgiving, if I remember. Um, Them talk about this woman who married a ghost. And I'm sorry, again, which totally into the spiritualism and ghosts and, and, and psychics and all of that. All totally believe. I'm I'm one with the woo, but really, bitch, you you are nuts. That's it's one thing to say I talk to ghosts and to wholeheartedly believe you talk to ghosts and all. It's another to say I've fallen in love with a ghost and we're getting married. I realize it's 2018 and you can 2018 and you can marry whoever the hell you want to. I'm pretty sure a ghost can't give consent. And apparently they got married. Big fat air quotes here. They got married out uh, on a ship in international waters. Because, you know, he's a pirate. So you got to get married on a ship. But the fuck? (laughs) Really? Uh, And this one, she's 46. She is good and up there. Like, really? You, like... You're a grown-ass woman, and you're just... You are you might need some therapy. You need some psychological treatment. Because, obviously, you have issues. And you have, like, human contact issues. Because, yeah. <laughs> you married... Again, big-ass air quotes. Married a ghost. And are now saying, oh, yeah, it didn't work out. The fuck? (laughs) This woman also actually uh, notoriously spent 4,000 pounds. She's in Ireland. That's European money. 4,000 pounds to make herself look like Jack Sparrow. (laughs) So she basically goes around like pretending to be Jack Sparrow and then goes and marries a pirate ghost. And yeah, bitch needs therapy. Um, she needs to see, uh, more than one psychiatrist, psychologist, you need a treatment plan. Um, you have issues you need to work out. The fuck you, I married, I fell in love. I married a ghost. I don't know why I'm doing that voice because she's Irish. I married a ghost. I'm deeply in love. He's Haitian, Haitian ghost. He's deeply, madly in love. I think my accent's a little hazy there. He's madly in love. Oh, shit. 
It's divorced me after seven months. That's that's literally less than a year. They were married for less than again married. I keep saying it. They were to the fuck. She was seven months <laughs> less than a year. <laughs> the fuck. I just can't. I can't. I hold on. I can't even with them. Oh my god. I can't even with her. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> She's going off her record over there. She first she looks like Jack Sparrow, then she goes off marrying a ghost, and then, then she's divorced and no ghost. The fuck is this shit? Anyway, okay, I'll let it go. I'm going to stop because I'm sure somebody's going to punch me after I keep going for that long. But yeah, I just. The fuck. That's all I could say. I really. It's be again beyond the you married a ghost, really? What the fuck? To, oh no, we split up. I can't. All right. Uh, man, bitch, you crazy. And obviously, you're a jackass. Uh, so that is going to do it for me for this week. Thank you so much for putting up with my weird ass shit. Remember, you can get the links to this episode and all the past episodes at odddadoutpodcast.com while you're there subscribe to the show whether you're on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spreaker Stitcher iHeartRadio all of the all of the places subscribe share it with your friends share it with your enemies share it with random strangers on the bus I don't care and you can always reach out to me Facebook Twitter Instagram at odddadout Get me those recommended listening suggestions. I want to know what you want me to listen to. But (laughs) I don't know where the hell that came from. But while you're there, you can check out the Odd Dead Out gear shop. Get yourself a coffee mug, t-shirt, phone case. Get yourself some stickers. I've got some special stickers in the shop there that you cannot get anywhere else. But until next week... I'm Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad out. Thank you and good night. <laughs>